This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 216, How to Give Advice So That People Will Listen, Part 1, by Daria Rose with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm Joss Marie, back with another week's worth of relationship content. With author approval, I narrate hand-selected posts to you every Monday through Friday, free of charge. And I cover pretty much anything that's relationship-based, so let us know if you have an author, topic, or blog in mind that you'd like me to cover. You can get in touch with us right at oldpodcast.com or our Facebook page. Simply search for Optimal Living Daily in Facebook and request access to join. Or the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com Facebook. But with that, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. How to Give Advice So That People Will Listen Part 1 by Daria Rose with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com I look back on my 21-year-old self and cringe. Like a bull in a china shop, I knew what was right, and by God, I was going to tell everyone. Friend. Oh, I hate banks. Ramit. Alarmed, I hear a problem I can solve. Why? What's wrong? Friend. They just charged me $34 for an overdraft fee. That's the third time this month. Ramit. Laugh aloud, that's so dumb. I never get overdraft fees. You need to automate your finances. It's so easy. First, you start by creating a conscious spending. Friend bolts like Roadrunner. I really wanted to help, and I knew the right answer. But I wasn't presenting my message in the right way, so it landed with a thud. In fact, it was worse than saying nothing at all. Because when you lecture people like this, you just confirm that any discussion around money makes them feel bad. People don't like to feel bad, so they simply shut off talking about it at all. It took me a few years to discover that people don't like to be lectured about things they already know they're doing wrong. Can you think of any examples? Like, say, being in a bad relationship. He treats you like Why do you stay with him? Losing weight or money? For a guy who prided himself on being unemotional, I quickly realized that I was missing something important. And that was being able to not be a huge dick when I gave advice. Today, we're going to talk about how to give advice that people actually listen to. You and I both know how much good advice has helped us. What if we could turn around and learn how to give it in a way that actually resonated with people? To talk about giving good advice, I want to introduce you to Daria Rose, a successful author and star IWT student. Daria, take it away. The golden rule has been letting me down my entire life. While treat others as you would like to be treated makes sense on the surface, it really only works if you assume that people more or less prefer to be treated in the same way. Unfortunately, this isn't always true, and it can cause some serious communication barriers. I am a member of a rare group of people who are driven more by logic than emotion. Think Ramit, Tim Ferriss, and Mr. Spock. As a female member of this low-emotion group, I'm even more rare, like a pink unicorn. You probably know a few people like me. We are often described as cold and aloof, but are also considered low-drama and great problem-solvers. We are rarely known for our suave people skills. It wasn't until I started blogging that the limitations of my low-emotional brain and the golden rule became obvious to me. What losing weight taught me about empathy? Like many women, I spent much of my life struggling with my weight and have done virtually every diet on the planet. Most of the plans worked for a few weeks or months, 
but inevitably the weight would come back, with a few extra pounds to boot. Frustrated after 15 years of dieting failures, I delved into the scientific literature to figure out what I was doing wrong. From the research, I learned that most of the advice I was given about health and weight loss was incorrect, and that dieting is actually a better way to gain weight than to lose it. Duh. Armed with this new knowledge, I stopped dieting and finally lost weight for good. The change this produced in my life was so profound that I decided to switch careers to help others do the same. When I first launched Summer Tomato, my instinct was to help people by correcting the information they had, thinking that, like me, all they needed were better data. I wrote about all the tactics that I knew worked for weight loss, like throwing away processed health foods and eating more vegetables and other real foods. But while people were intrigued by my results, I mostly heard excuses about why they couldn't take action. Like, one, I'd love to lose weight, but I hate vegetables, so I can't. Two, cook for myself after work? No freaking way I have time for that. Three, I'd rather die than run on the treadmill. And four, real food is too expensive. You're an elitist. This was my first indication that other people were a lot less like me than I had assumed and it was preventing me from helping them achieve their goals. To get to the root of this problem, I have spent the past several years focused on the psychology of behavioral change, aka how to help people act on and actually achieve their health and weight loss goals. I've since listened to and analyzed virtually every excuse imaginable that people use for not taking care of themselves, and have figured out how to get around them and get real results. The biggest insight I gained, however, wasn't simply what to communicate, but how to communicate it. Are you less emotional than most people? It turns out what distinguishes low-emotional people from regular people, if you're a follower of Jungian psychology, you might call these people thinkers and feelers, respectively, is how much we rely on empathy to communicate. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. Normal people rely heavily on empathy for most interactions. If you're wondering why this needs explaining, you're probably normal. But if you're a thinker like me, this could be news to you. Thinkers, unlike feelers, have a very low need for empathy. We don't need to feel heard or understood in order to connect with someone. For this reason, we have difficulty understanding the need for empathy in others. This is where the golden rule breaks down. More often than not, the emotional component of a tactical problem such as losing weight seems obvious and somewhat trivial to a thinker. Of course, you want to get healthy and look great. We all do. Duh. Instead, we prefer to skip straight to possible solutions. Unfortunately, unless the person receiving the advice also happens to be a thinker, even the best information will likely go unheeded. Like this. Feeler. I would really love to lose 15 pounds. Thinker. That's easy. Just do X. Feeler. But this other thing in my life is really important. Thinker. Just do X. Feeler. Rolls eyes. Does nothing. Thinker. Rolls eyes. Sighs in frustration. It isn't that thinkers do not have emotions or the capacity for empathy. In fact, in an obviously emotional situation, such as a breakup or losing a loved one, we can be very empathetic and great friends to have. It is in situations where emotions aren't front and center, especially those that involve advice or problem solving, 
where a thinker's lack of understanding of a feeler's emotional needs will prevent effective communication. The good news is that empathetic communication can be learned. With practice, even low-emotional people can be empathetic in situations that involve advice or problem-solving. If you're a thinker, developing the skill of empathy will allow your advice to reach more people and have far greater impact. Here are the essential steps for empathetic communication. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How to Give Advice So That People Will Listen, by Daria Rose with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Daria Rose is the author of Foodist and creator of Summer Tomato, one of Time's 50 Best Websites. It's always great to hear from new authors and sites, so thank you to Ramit Sadie for letting us share this post with you today from his website. And that's a wrap. What a great way to start the week. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. And I hope to see you again tomorrow with the second part of Daria Rose's post, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.